0: As you're aware, there is an unfolding disaster crisis in the Philippines after the devastating typhoon Haiyan caused such almost unimaginable destruction late last week. Well, Australia's been putting together a crisis response team who are about to fly to the Philippines today. Dr Len Notaris is the Executive Director of the National Critical Care Response Centre based at Royal Darwin Hospital. He's joining us to talk through what the response from Australia will mean over the coming days. Len, thanks for joining us on 2020.
1: Good morning there, Neil. Yes, look, uh, it's a, a great privilege and honour to be a part of a response to such a horrendous event. And I don't think we've seen the likes of this since uh, 2004 and that deadly uh, tsunami. So uh, today we're sending off a team of uh, just on 37 uh, nurses, doctors, number of paramedics, environmental health specialists, uh, Logisticians, in other words, uh, people to assist with the uh, putting up of our equipment, and uh, pharmacist and an X-ray person. And I think the uh, one of the most significant uh, assets uh, going out there today, uh, Neil, is um, uh, a 60-bed OPEC uh, shelter, which is a hospital, a deployable hospital, fully air-conditioned with its own uh, uh, its own generators. Its own ability to be able to purify up to um, sixty thousand litres of uh, of water a day um, and also uh, uh, several hundred litres of uh, salinated water it can be desalinated um, We would expect uh, Neil to see anything in the next two weeks up to uh three and a half thousand patients, which is quite an amazing uh, an amazing feat but uh, well, reflects what we saw when we uh, sent a, a, a similar team to um, uh, Pakistan back in 2010, and at that time we saw uh, just on 11,000 uh, patients over uh, 70 days.
0: Uh, Len, the extent of the disaster and the destruction is still unfolding. What do you expect to see when you hit the ground?
1: Now, you know, total um, total devastation. Um, uh, it, it it varies. I understand from uh, uh, provincial area to provincial area, but uh, uh, in um, in uh, uh, itself, uh, uh, the uh, the the images are of total devastation. Um, first of all, the uh, the huge uh, uh, cyclone or uh, typhoon went through, and we're talking about winds uh, of around about 200 miles an hour, at, uh, 340 or so kilometres an hour. Um, which, which knocked down not just the tin buildings, but uh, also severely damaged uh, solid uh, stone brick buildings. Now, that said, um, that was followed by uh, uh, the surge which we, uh, we experience with uh, cyclones and uh, typhoons. Um, and that surge, I understand, was up to uh, 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 several metres deep. Now, all of that adds to the injuries. You've got the injuries from flying debris, the crush injuries. You've then got the uh, uh, the devastation of submersion and immersion with the water. And over the next few days, we, we're already five, uh, six, uh, well, it was last um, uh, last Friday and today's uh, Wednesday. So we're all, already several days uh, down the track. Uh, we're already getting the terrible stench of uh, those who tragically have passed away as the result of this event and uh, uh, the next step is um, to get, that, get on top of that before uh, uh, outbreak of any disease.
0: Well this is what I wanted to lead to, uh, obviously with the contamination that has taken place there, disease is the real risk. What are the primary disease concerns that you might hold?
1: Well Neil, among them of course will be Anything from contaminated water and the uh, uh, all of the associated uh, sort of afflictions that come with that, through to um, the uh, the population of malaria, the mosquitoes and vector borne uh, uh, vector borne uh, I- illnesses. So it, it will will all uh, surround. The, then there will of course be the infections that have occurred from untreated wounds, uh, fractures that haven't been set, and other injuries. Uh, the population, very very sadly, um, have been uh, exposed to um, well horrendous elements. It's pouring rain there as we speak, and uh, they're without food in most of the circumstances, and water is in very very short supply as well. So um, that that is one of the great challenges of the next um, the next few days from here on the team will be up there for uh, at this stage where uh, we've assigned them for two weeks and the reasoning behind uh, the two weeks neil is that uh, we've designed it in such a way that they are trained and equipped and indeed uh, sustained for for that period of time they they have their own food supply their own uh, drinking waters and so on and so forth uh, their own power everything else so that they are not a burden to the local community but rather an asset so Every single person, out of uh, say three and a half thousand that uh, we predict will be seen, will uh, will be uh, uh, looked at without being a burden on the local community. Uh, Haiti, a few years ago, now uh, four or five years ago, when uh, some wonderful people flew into Haiti, unfortunately found that um, the responders multiplied the burden by needing to use the local resources rather than being self-sustained. So that lesson was taken on by us and uh, we've um, we've trained the individuals who are going up there. Three of them are coming out of Queensland, which is uh, a wonderful thing. Um, and uh, the, while the bulk of them come from our National Critical Care and Trauma Response Centre here in Darwin, um, we've also got uh, two out of uh, South Australia, one clinician out of... Uh, Victoria and one out of New South Wales. So it is in part a national effort um, and uh, Queensland uh, certainly uh, fares very well as well.
0: Dr. Len Nataris, our guest, the Executive Director of the National Critical Care Response Centre based at Royal Darwin Hospital and a team going off to the Philippines today. Len, with the mobilisation of the crisis team that we are sending, how will the team and the supplies that we're sending along with the team be sustained over these coming days and weeks?
1: Um, Neil, what, what, what is interesting about it is that uh, we were actually uh, uh, tasked by the federal government two days ago on Monday uh, to, to respond to this, and originally we were due to leave uh, yesterday, Tuesday at uh, um, midday, uh, that had been put back because of the logistics of getting uh, the, the uh, RAAF aircraft into uh, to land, um, so uh, What was, uh, what is quite, um, quite important and uh, quite uh, laudable is the fact that we were able to pull this team of uh, thirty-seven highly trained individuals together in a few hours. Now they were ready. Uh, There has been a, uh, an almost twenty-four hour delay, but but that said, uh, we. it, it didn't happen by accident. Um, since the centre was uh, established back in 2005 and it was uh, basically the product of the first Bali when the first Bali tragedy of 2002 occurred, uh, shortly after that the then Prime Minister Howard, uh, along with his health minister, um, Mr Abbott at that time, uh, uh, looked to the, the north and uh, a strategic uh, uh, disaster Response Centre and Trauma and Disaster Response Centre, and uh, hence the, um, the the National Critical Care Trauma Response Centre came to pass. Uh, Mr Rudd supported that, as too did Prime Minister Gillard um, and uh, and now uh, Prime Minister Abbott. So uh, the centre itself has played significant roles in um, the Ashmore Reef tragedy of uh, 2009, the 2010 Pakistan disaster, and not more than about three months ago we had a team up in the solomon islands responding to uh, to uh, events up there so to in a very long-winded way neil we have a, a repository of highly trained physically fit and appropriate individuals who can actually respond to these events the days of having a, a number of good well-meaning volunteers who who arrived and said, look, I'm, I'm free this week, I can go and I'm a doctor or a nurse or whatever, um, have have given way to uh, the idea of having uh, well-equipped, extremely well-trained inoculated, in other words, uh, people prepared with the vaccines for rabies, for uh, all of the uh, other things, uh, Japanese encephalitis that they might be exposed to, and have them... Uh, uh, in such a way equipped that they can um, sustain their response, as I said uh, a little earlier, without putting a burden on the local community, but do good. Len, you're flying out today,
0: and when you hit the ground, is there a, a centre that's already identified uh, to be your base? And and how soon will you actually see results begin to happen uh, with the saving of lives?
1: The the, the team will fly out today. Uh, they'll fly out shortly um, all that's been identified at this particular stage is um, basically ground zero, um, uh, an area where we can put up all of our assets. Um, but once those assets are, uh, are actually established and realizing that um, the Philippines are uh, around about four hours be- behind the, uh, the Queensland and the, uh, the East Coast, Uh, We, by uh, this afternoon, uh, Wednesday afternoon, should be in a position to actually start um, assessing the most critical people who would be brought in and uh, even by uh, later this evening able to uh, start to to, uh, uh, have um, intervention, clinical intervention. Now, that will depend, of course, on uh, on the speed with which we have the ground cleared, uh, the speed also with which... um, Uh, we're able to cope with the weather right now. uh, The weather is pretty well appalling, but we are expecting it to clear. Uh, RAAF with a C-17 and a C-130 have been spectacularly helpful and uh, a lot will depend, again, on the conditions that uh, we find ourselves in.
0: Well, Len, you carry with you the prayers and the best wishes of all Australians and we know you're going into a... A dreadful circumstance with that unfolding disaster, and you'll be there on the front line fighting disease and bringing some level of hope, a glimmer of hope to. Uh, those uh, in the Philippines. Dr. Len Nataris is the Executive Director of the National Critical Care Response Centre based at Royal Darwin Hospital uh, heading today to the Philippines uh, to be a blessing to that nation. Uh, Len, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020.
1: Well, thank you very much, Neil, for your uh, goodwill and uh, your listeners' prayers as well. Uh, We we do appreciate it. The team is heading up there uh, today. Uh, It it will do good, I believe, and... uh, it'll do even better with your support. And I do thank you and your listeners.
0: We'll look forward to a good report, Len. Thank you. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.